Welcome to the First Comics News Podcast. Welcome to the First Comics News Podcast, Episode 37. This is your host, Matthew Suchek. I'm also managing editor of FirstComicsNews.com. This week, we're going to take a look at a couple comic books that have caught my eye recently. Uh, we're going to take a look at Astro Hustle, Midnight Mystery, Rick and Morty vs. Dungeons and Dragons, West Coast Avengers, and more. We're going to start off with a comic book that I picked up at the Northeast Comic Book Convention. This is called Alice and the Invaders from Wonderland. It's by Paul Loudon and Brett. Pearl Holtz. Uh, I looked everywhere on here to give you an email or website address if you were interested in ordering this comic book, but the closest I could get was Zazzle.com slash Alice Invader Shop. Uh, this is a nice little independent self-published comic with a unique and somewhat grim look at the Alice in Wonderland stories. The art is really eye-catching. The price, $2 cover price. Uh, full color art uh, with heavy red and gray tones. Uh, and then there's also some making of sketches in the back as well. It was really a, a nice little comic book that when I saw it, it immediately caught my eye. Uh, if you're in the New England area, please do check out the Northeast Comic Book Convention. We have another one coming up uh, later in March. Uh, Rick and Morty vs. Dungeons and Dragons from Oni Press. Now this is a comic that uh, kind of an interesting way of who it appeals to. Now, I'll admit that I'm not the Rick and Morty target audience. I'm uh, a mid-40s-year-old male, uh, so this kind of edgy comic is a little new to me. I had never really uh, heard of it or seen it before this comic, but let me tell you, this comic is top-notch. That may be because I play Dungeons & Dragons I have uh, played for years. Uh, I mean, I would go all the way back to the early 80s, uh, maybe 82. Uh, I've had the original Red Box, uh, written by Frank Menser. Uh, adjusting the rules from Gary Gygax and Dave Anderson. Rick and Morty, edgy comic characters, uh, from what I gather, a lot of vulgarities, sexual innuendos, uh, running out of shampoo in the teenage boy shower, things like that. Uh, but they do also know their Dungeons and Dragons. There's a lot of inside humor here, uh, a lot of things that I found appealing that the average comic book fan or casual gamer may not pick up on from the lack of uh, why you don't want to play a bard to how many times you'll die in the original basic D&D. Uh, I guess Rick, Morty, which, I don't know, the older guy, Rick, I guess, uh, Marty's, uh, Morty's uncle, uh, he takes him through every uh, version of Dungeons & Dragons in quite hysterical fashion. There's uh, some science and mysticism, and they actually go into the world sometimes. Uh, issue 4 just hit the newsstands last week. That's how old I am. I call them newsstands, not comic book shops. Uh, but I really am enjoying this series. Dungeons & Dragons fans do not have a lot of great options. IDW owns the rights. Uh, they made a, a pretty good effort with it. They had a nice run uh, a couple years back. They have another five-issue miniseries coming up, but I, I really wish they'd take the bull by the horns and uh, you know, really, really do something with the license. Alterna Comics is another New England uh, publisher. Uh, they do all ages, they do adult uh, horror comics, but their thing is they print on newsprint and they keep the prices low. So I was in Barnes & Noble 
and I saw one of their comics on the shelf. 99 cents uh, for a full color newsprint title. Let me see how many pages are in here. That are not numbered. I'd say, you know, it's a standard size comic book. And it's called ICYMI. Uh, it was issue one. Again, 99 pennies. Uh, and this is featuring Mr. Crypt, which is a almost Disney-esque type of character, a skeleton who has a heart of gold, along with a uh, cameo by Baron Rat. Uh, I, uh, in case you missed it. Uh, so these are reprints from other titles. Uh, but I found 99 cents. I mean, how can you go wrong? I actually bought three copies from my local Barnes & Noble uh, just so I could give them to friends who I thought may be interested in them. Uh, they do... Uh, Actually, you know what? I'll go right into Midnight Mystery number three. This was a title also published by Alterna Comics. Uh, it is probably one of my favorite comics going on right now. It's about a, uh, a detective of paranormal. Uh, he records them on the old-time radio, reel-to-reel, and he stores them. Uh, Zeke King. Uh, and the first two issues were a self-contained story. This third issue uh, that just hit stands, uh, it starts a, it's another solo contained one. Uh, there's, there are some threads going throughout the story, but uh, you can pick up issue three without much of a problem. It wasn't quite as good as the first two issues, uh, mainly because uh, King doesn't really do much but observe this issue, uh, which was kind of sad. Sideways printing was also kind of odd as well. But you know what? It is still a great comic and better than most of the things being published by the Big Four. Uh, I don't know who the Big Four are these days. Marvel, DC, Image, maybe IDW? Um, hard to tell. Uh, it, it changes so often, but, I mean, Marvel and DC are just going at it with variant covers and relaunches and reboots. Uh, it, it is just... It's crazy trying to keep up with Marvel and DC this these days and what they're doing. Uh, so... Midnight Mystery, uh, Bernie Gonzalez is the man who wrote and drew it. Uh, the style, hmm, I'd say it almost feels kind of like Archie-esque, uh, but with a little bit of an edge. Uh, the writing is good. Like I said, the first two issues I felt were a little stronger, but this third issue still has a lot of appeal to it. And again, it, it's pretty self-contained, so feel free to pick it up and check it out. Pick up all of Alterna's comics, if you get a chance, I mean, you could buy just about everything that hits the newsstand for about five bucks. I mean, it really is a great deal. Uh, the publisher could really use your support, of course. Uh, he had an incident uh, that was reported that uh, somebody swatted his house. And if you're not familiar with what swatting is, it's when you call the police and report a crime in progress at somebody's house that you do not like. Um, so somebody called the SWAT team, said there was a domestic violence thing going on or, or, or assault or something. And the police responded to uh, his house, and, uh, I mean, they kick in the door with guns drawn. It really is uh, a horrible thing. And uh, it, amazingly enough, they actually catch a lot of people who do these kind of things. It was big in uh, video games for a while, Call of Duty. Uh, people would get mad because they kept getting killed, or the person was being abrasive. They'd find out where they lived and report it. It's nonsense. Crazy story. Uh, but I'll turn out great, great people, great comics. So check them out. Uh, do I want to talk about Marvel and DC real quick? Uh, yeah, you know, Marvel, I'm feeling Marvel right now more than DC. DC, after the new 52 relaunch and then the, the, the new heroes and the reboots, oh, I don't know, man, it's just not catching my eye like it used to be. But Marvel right now, they're doing some good things. 
particularly uh, The Amazing Spider-Man. Now, Dan Slott is a fine writer. I, I found interest in some of the stories he did, but it was really time uh, for him to move on. Uh, Nick Spencer, who I absolutely adored, uh, especially the uh, Superior Foes of Spider-Man series, was fantastic. Uh, He's a fantastic writer. He took over The Amazing Spider-Man. They're up to issue 16, and this is the start of a big, uh, big kind of, I don't want to say crossover event because it, it's mainly contained in Spider-Man, but it's Craven the Hunter is back, and it is a, a series called Hunted, and it's going to be uh, five or six Amazing Spider-Man issues. And what they're doing is they're making, uh, they, I think they leave one with a U. So like there'll be issue 17 of Amazing Spider-Man, and then there'll be a 17U, which focuses on the villains. Uh, which is kind of interesting. One thing I will note that with Marvel that I really do appreciate is even though they rebooted it and they're on issue 16, in small print underneath, they put the legacy numbering. So this would be Amazing Spider-Man legacy number 817. I love that as a comic book collector, to be able to put them in order in the long boxes. Little things like that Marvel's doing right. Uh, this particular issue, it's uh, The Road to the Hunted. It's a prelude uh, to what's going to happen next. It focuses the, almost the entire issues on Craven, uh, setting up the big events. So you're not going to get a lot of Spider-Man in this issue, unfortunately. And what you do get isn't the best work with the lizard and his family issues and Spider-Man with the flu. I, I, geez, I seem to recall that when, uh, back in the 80s when Craven actually quote-unquote killed Spider-Man and uh, buried him, that uh, he was sick or something or he was injured, and that's how he got captured by Craven. But he has the flu again this time, so it's setting it up. Artwork uh, is is very well done. Uh, it, Ryan Otley and Alberto Albuquerque, uh, fantastic penciler, uh, just great. The colors are great. The inks are great. Uh, right down the line, Amazing Spider-Man's one one of the highlights of Marvel Comics right now. Uh, DC. Uh, one of the big titles right now is Martian Manhunter. Uh, it's getting a lot of press. Uh, it feels very much like an independent comic. It's a 12-issue maxi-series, uh, if you will. I am struggling to get into it. I'll be honest with you. It is tough. The artwork, I don't know. It just I, I may have to wait for the trade paperback. A lot of people I respect and, and I value opinions digging it big time. I, I'm just struggling with it. I mean, it's... It, it's tough for me. I, I want to get into it. I just can't, unfortunately, right now. But it, it it's ah, disappointing right now. But once the series is done, I will give it another shot. Action Lab uh, released a comic. <laughs> or they're releasing a, a series of comics, I guess. Uh, this is issue five. And it's called Albert Einstein, Time Mason. Uh, you hear those words and you kind of get what it is. Albert Einstein traveling through time like Indiana Jones having adventures and all kinds of craziness. Uh, I, I mean, I, what do you say to that? I mean, who who comes up with this stuff? It's fantastic. I love the art. I love the story. Uh, I love everything about it. I mean, Action Lab, if, if, you, if Comic Shop doesn't get this comic in, if they don't get Action Lab... Tell them they're wrong. You know, tell them, get on it. Uh, the script, uh, Marcus Perry, Art, uh, Tony Donnelly, uh, just great. And I, I tell you, it's uh, it just great. And uh, unlike a lot of independent comics, our smaller publishers, or however you want to call them, 
Uh, there's actually some bonus features in the back related to the comic and not just advertisements. Uh, there's a, a Mason memo that talks about, uh, you know, this, the comic a little bit and why Nazis are such killer villains. Uh, there's some page progress from layouts to inks. Uh, there's a pinup uh, preview of the next issue and a small question and answer uh, thing with the creators. I mean, that, those little bonuses don't cost much to do. There's not a lot of time invested in it, but as a reader, it really, really does make it feel like the people care about their readers, and I love it. Albert Einstein, Time Mason, go check that one out. Oh, boy, what else do we have in the read pile here, man? I'm, it's, we're getting down here. We're getting down. Uh, Marvel Comics, another comic that they got going on that's doing well. No, I shouldn't say doing well. Creativity. Creative-wise, uh, Kelly Thompson and Gang Hyuk Lim is knocking it out of the park with West Coast Avengers. Artwork is absolutely gorgeous. It has a, a, a tinge of anime to it, but a funny story. Uh, I mean, I remember when the original four-issue West Coast Avengers came out with Hawkeye, you know, coming out on the cover. Uh, and that led on to a, quite a sizable run. Uh, but this one has the female Hawkeye, the male Hawkeye, uh, Gwenpool, America, Kid Omega, and Fuse. And, uh, man, it is a good series. But unfortunately, sales are not so good. And rumors are going that it's going to be canceled soon. Uh, so please check it out if you have a chance. I mean, Marvel, I mean, I, I'm not digging really anything DC's doing, unfortunately, right now. Marvel, in my eyes, doing better. Uh, but they still put out a lot of crap, especially their crossover stuff. You know, this, you know, Steve Rogers is Hydra and then this big crossover event and stuff. It, it gets tiring after a while. These little small series of the Hawkeyes of the world, Superior Foes of Spider-Man. I mean, these are the comics that really show what Marvel's capable of. And I just wish more people would take a shot at it and, uh, you know, really, really support these these more creative things that they're putting out uh, because it's frustrating to see, you know, these comics just they're like, I don't want to say a breath of fresh air, but they are, they, they really are. It's just great. And then, you know, the sales are, are low and, oh man, it, it's tough. It's tough. All right. So we're going to wind up uh, with my pick of the episode uh, what's that? Uh, the pot pick of the episode, the pote, the poti, the potai. Uh, and this one's going to be from Dark Horse Comics, who just continues to plug along. I, my first Dark Horse comic was Boris the Bear, if you can believe it. Issue one, it was uh, absolutely mind blowing. I, I remember it was so important uh, that, I mean, it was such a memory. Uh, in, in my brain, I was up in New Hampshire visiting relatives, uh, and it, it, we stopped at a comic shop. I wish I could remember the name of it or where it was. Uh, I'm trying to remember. That's why I'm, I'm hesitating. But we were up visiting family. I always begged my mom to stop at a comic shop because we didn't have them around. They weren't everywhere. Um, so we saw this comic shop, and I stopped, and I was looking around, and, and Boris the Bear issue one just leapt off of the shelf at me and I was instantly a Boris the Bear fan and I read the heck out of maybe the first 10 11 issues before I lost track of it uh, and I guess uh, you know 
he had a falling out with Dark Horse Comics, and he published on his own for a while. Uh, he did reprints and colors, and then it kind of dried up, uh, went dark for years, and then a website sprung up by uh, the creator whose name I can't recall off the top of my head. I apologize for that. And there was rumors that Boris the Bear was coming back, and then that died out. It's like the most bizarre thing. But anyway, you know, this isn't the Boris the Bear News Hour. This is Astro Hustle. It's a four-issue limited series uh, from Dark Horse Comics, and it's by uh, Giannitz. Tom Riley, Yasula, Decay, and Crank. Crank, is that the letterer? Crank? Crank. Crank's doing the letters. All right. Uh, and it's a, kind of this weird sci-fi B-movie space opera. I mean, literal ships flying through the air, talking animals, killer robots. Uh, it feels very much like something I would have read in uh, 2000 A.D., uh, maybe 10 years ago, uh, maybe 20 years ago, maybe 30 years ago. God, I got him old. Um, but man, let me tell you, this comic moves along at light speed. Uh, they introduce characters uh, they, that I think are awesome, that are cool, and then they're just gone. Uh, they're dead. They're, they're, they're written out of the story. It, it's crazy It's how quickly... This story is moving along a uh, four-issue limited series. It, they're cramming in 14 issues of content here. Uh, but, man, what a joy it is to read artwork, uh, creativity. Uh, I mean, we've got pirates. we got plot twists. we got people trying to kill the hero. Um, just, I mean, it's just, it's just something else, man. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to tell you about what this is uh you got to check it out. Um, actually, here you go. Back cover has a quote uh, from Nicholas Meyer, writer and director of Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, who says, and I quote, Astro Hustle masterfully recalls UK comics of yore, boisterous, raucous, sexy, and yes, violent. Lose yourself in the action, end quote. Well, I second that, Nicholas. Uh, it is something else. It feels almost like a, a movie you could have seen back in 83 at the cinema uh, between major releases. It has that charm. Uh, I, I'm very curious where it's going. So please go to your local comic shop. Tell them this is the first comics news podcast pote pick of the episode. Uh, and it's Astro Hustle issue one of four. So that's it for me, guys. Uh, that wraps up issue, uh, issue. Looks like I'm publishing a comic here. Episode 37 of the first Comics News Podcast. I will uh, be back again. I'm going to try to be back every week, talk about some of the comics that have hit our shops uh, that have been sent for review. Uh, next issue, I plan on talking a little bit about a comic called Neon Future. Uh, it arrived in a box uh, a few weeks ago, and it's getting ready to launch at the end of March. So I want to give it a little bit of attention, a little bit of focus there next episode, along with some other picks of the week. So that's it for me right now. Thank you very much for joining me. Uh, I had a lot of fun being behind the microphone again. I did lose uh, three co-hosts. I mean, uh, if you remember the older podcasts, uh, I started off, I believe, with with uh, Patrick, uh, and then I went to uh, Gabe, and then I went to... Uh, uh, but, uh, geez, God, now I'm drawing a blank on his name. But anyway, uh, he, he lasted a couple episodes as well. So I'm running solo right now. But who knows when the next person will step into my life who will want to co-host the first Comics News podcast with me. But until then, I will be back again, and I will be running solo. So please feel free to send any comments, suggestions, comments, or just downright dirty messages to me. 
Uh, I'm Matthew Dotsuchek at First Comics News. Visit firstcomicsnews.com, click on podcasts, First Comics News podcast, and you can leave feedback, and there'll be some contact information there. As always, thank you very much for listening. It was a blast to be here, and I'm looking forward to seeing you again real soon. Thank you for listening to the First Comics News podcast. Send show feedback to podcast at firstcomicsnews.com. Visit us on the web at firstcomicsnews.com for all your comic, movies, TV, and gaming news. The podcast is copyright Matthew Suchek, Patrick McCrow, and Richard Barber.